What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I'm Cynthia Conte, and I've got my lovely co-host. We're back. I'm Giandra LaBeouf, and I am so happy to be back to talk some boxing. And this is our first official episode of Just Us. And also, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo! Happy 2024. But before we start getting into this, what is your, on your 2024 wish list for boxing? That's a big wish list, actually. Uh, Honestly, I would just like the best fighting the best. I don't want people marinating fights. I understand why they marinate fights, but... When you guys marinate fights, looks look at what happens. You guys are out of your prime, or something happens. The tides turn. The apple cart gets um, thrown around. I mean, it gets it gets upset, and that's what we love. But I would just really love to see the best finding the best and stop ducking. That's all. That's pretty mm, much I it. Love it. What, quack, quack. what about you? I want male boxing fans to stop being so toxic and realize that we are here. We are contributors to the space, not just ourselves, but the other women who are working in the space. You can love the sport. You can love the matchups. You can disagree, but you don't have to be toxic. So that is my wish for boxing for 2024. And I think we can get there. I'm, well, we'll try to get there. We'll try. You know, it's it's uh, baby steps. But yes, I agree with you. I, I like that because you know, all the women in our space, and we're not just talking about journalists or people who do shows. It's just everyone that behind the scenes that are fighting. It's, you know, there's room for everyone in that, in that whole space. All right. So this is our run it back. We don't have anyone interviewing because a, we, I got a lot of good interviews this past week, obviously with Virgil Ortiz. So go check them out, check our socials because they are on fire. I still so much to drop, but Giandra and I, we have to talk about some stuff. Yes. The big, the big, big uh, announcement. Well, there was several, but one of them was the heavyweight title fight that uh, Joshua was supposed to fight Wilder if Wilder won. But unfortunately, that now has been taken by Francis Ngannou, the newly ranked WBC in the top 15. I think he's like 13. I don't remember. But uh, that's all. You know, we've already talked about that. Um, Are you happy about this fight? Because. We've heard some, you know, we've heard Eddie talk about when he talks shit to Fury saying he's he's fighting a non-boxing. To be fair, Francis is a boxer now, but Joshua wanted title fights. This is not a title fight, but it's a big bag. It's a huge bag. I don't love it. I can't, I can't even lie. I don't love it. I wasn't hyped when I heard it. I understand why they're doing it because uh, it was a whole cluster of things. Wilder lost. Tyson Fury looked like shit. And so now they have to scramble to make something happen. I don't love it. I really wanted to see Joshua versus Wilder. We're not getting that. Or even Joshua versus Parker. We're not getting that. Tyson Fury is, you know, waiting his fight with Alexander Usyk. I don't love it. I understand it, but I don't love it. I know. It's, uh, I think, I, I can't remember. I think it's Hergovich that's going to be the possible fight after Joshua, but he has to get through Ngannou. And, you know, I, I don't love it either because I would really like Joshua to be in title fights. Mm-hmm. But hey, if someone's throwing you 50 million plus, I'll do it. Here's food for thought. And, uh, you know, we won't go down this rabbit hole too long. Maybe you guys want to, you know, argue about it in the comments. It's interesting to me, Ngannou, who is now a boxer and he wasn't, he comes from an MMA background. I understand that, but he doesn't seem to get the same 
negativity as a Jake Paul. Now, I know Jake Paul was not an MMA fighter, but the point is he was not a boxer. He was sort of like an interloper who came in just like in Ganu and Ganu wanted to fight. And I get it, crossover and all these big things. But I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. Go ahead, tear me up in the comments. Just don't make it toxic. But I just think it's interesting <laughs> that Ganu doesn't get the same grief jumping right into these huge title fights as Jake Paul. And Jake Paul didn't even fight for a title. He really kind of went the amateur route fighting guys, you know, past prime guys, like most amateurs do when they're on the, or not, or not amateurs, people who are early in their professional career fight guys who are kind of washed past prime. And he got tore up and I'm not beating the drum for Jake Paul, but it's just interesting to see how fandom. Well, I, I mean, I can see, but I can see your side and I can see how other people will say, well, Francis Ngannou was, he, he wasn't just some uh, UFC or MMA guy. I mean, he right. was a legit champion. He, he lived and breathed his, his line of work at the time. Like he was always in the gym training and Jake Paul was a YouTuber and doing his craft where he made his own money. And I think where, uh, when Ngannou came into the sport, he already had some skills of boxing. I can't say how good of a boxer he was, but he did have some hands. He did have a devastating power. Jake Paul had to do it in a different route where it almost was like a circus at the beginning where it really was. I mean, we had fans. I'll never forget. We had fans at the state. It was a staple center when Jake Paul had their first fight and Jake, uh, Joe Logan Paul, and that was the Eddie Hearn fight. There were kids in there, like eight-year-olds. They didn't even know any boxing. They were like, I just want to see Jake Paul. So it was really different. So their fan base is very different. You have the YouTubers, the, the people that knew them in the YouTube space versus Ngannou, who had combat sports fans, and then people who just want to see uh, uh, some guy that's not in boxing at the time to knock out an, a legit boxer. And sure enough, that fight against uh, Fury rocked the world. It and it melted Twitter like it was nobody's business. But it we were just as shocked. No, Absolutely, it, that was not supposed to happen. And so for him to fight Joshua, imagine, oh Lord, imagine Francis Ngannou knocking but Joshua out. Whoa. I would, my God, he would. That would be. I feel like that would be a wrap. But let us know your thoughts because they're both ranked. Jake Paul is ranked. Francis and Ganu are both ranked by the WBC. So, you know, let me let let us know your thoughts yeah. about their path to being ranked. Maybe that's more my gripe about the ranking of it, you know? And Francis and Ganu just jumped up right away. Boom, ranked by Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. WBC after one fight with Tyson Fury. So I feel like, well, damn, I could be ranked at this point too. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, you know. I guess it, <laughs> I guess it's just um I don't know. Mauricio Suleiman was there, obviously, because it was for a special belt. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those con- commemorative belts. As I wear my green today. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, it, it's that's a whole other topic about ranking yeah. that we, you know, we have to go into. But real fast. So that fight's March 8th and that's on live on DAZN. And and I don't I think Sky Sports and I don't know which others, but luckily they're making that fight cheaper for all of us. Praise all God. around the world. Thank you, Turkey, Al Sheikh. We love you, Riyadh season. <laughs> you guys you. like to make it much cheaper than a lot of the other pay-per-views that we all have to buy. And also, possibly on that card real fast, could be Deontay Wilder. That's very interesting. Very. Um, it, 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 the, the, the word is it could be Big Bang Jang. Um, I, I I don't know. I would like to maybe Parker. I, I don't know. There's there's now There's now a bunch of guys ready, but... Is Wilder ready? Yeah, what version of him? He because he just looked like he really phoned it in for the first fight. So is he going to look back at that opportunity and think, "Wow, I really kind of embarrassed myself a little bit." I mean, I went and collected the big bag, but what do yeah. I want my legacy to be? That for the last couple fights, I just phoned it in and took the bag and went home. I felt like he always had so much more of a deeper connection to legacy and establishing himself in the history of the sport. I just don't want to see him go out sad. Let's take a little break from the ayahuasca or whatever it's called, little funny mushrooms. <laughs> take a break and yeah. like have a very competitive matchup if he lands on that card. Wilder, yeah, lay off the ayahuasca for just a little bit because that makes you hum and you can't um, hum in the gym. You need to be like, like yeah. So let's get it together. That will be interesting. Now on to another <laughs> subject. Another heavyweight. Allegedly, he was a former boxer when we saw it in the headlines. Big Baby Miller. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, I, I had to snort. That's hilarious. Great. He got arrested in Hollywood, Florida, for chokeholding, uh, throwing down the salesperson to steal his repo truck. Mind, he fought a week before this all happened. My question is, why didn't he just pay off the repo truck or why didn't he just buy a new truck? Right. Unless there's sentimental value, but you didn't have to go through all of that. So that is what the story is. But yesterday there was, um, he, um, Alvina, his publicist posted that he will be vindicated. So I'm curious of how he will be vindicated in this whole mess. But right now he's facing jail time. It's assault. He, your hands are a weapon. You're a boxer. I I can't wrap my head around this. Assault, <laughs> grand theft auto. He's going to be, is he going to be vindicated, vindicated? Or is he going to be Jonathan Majors vindicated, vindicated? Oh. You know, like how, you know, what kind of vindication are we talking about? Because let us learn from Mr. Majors, my ex-boyfriend, that... <laughs> Uh, legal team and PR people matter. So I hope he has, because it's looking pretty, it's looking pretty funny in the daylight. How do you whip somebody's ass to steal your own car back when you literally just made like a gajillion dollars? Cause I'm sure that our, our good friends over there in Saudi paid some good money 
for him to fight over there and we're repossessing a truck. So unless your truck is like some type of magical DeLorean, I'm sure he made enough after he paid his people to get the truck back. Run him a check. And then the girl, his accomplice, what were you thinking? I mean, this is all allegedly because based of what we read. So we're not even sure the full, full truth. I'd like to see the cameras on this, but I just, I, I, I feel you know, like somebody was, is going to jump up in our comments and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. We, so tell us. Going, yeah, yeah. Us. We, we read and watched, well, we read everything that came out. I, re- I personally thought it was a joke. And, you know, uh, the, the, the last thing I read on Big Baby Miller was that he wants to be at like 300 pounds because he was too freaking heavy for his last minute fight with Dubois. But I get it. And then all of a sudden it says former boxer. I'm like, wow, I don't even know what the funniest part is them saying he's a former boxer or that he stole a car or he assaulted and did all of this. I'm like, this is, this, this is just very odd. I mean, and it's a big papa. So much has happened. This is the beginning of the year. My goodness. Okay. We're on day 10 and people are already acted up. I just want to know what's your like calorie consumption in the course of the day when you, when you, cause I mean, truth be told watching him in his last fight, it wasn't his best performance. But it wasn't bad. Like, I feel like he could have beat a good number of people who were still out there. Yes, he is too heavy and that affects his win, but he still moves. He's quick. He's strong. If he was a little bit lighter, that would have been a totally different fight. But man, I think um, he could have lasted in his endurance because he was just heavier. Um, So but he did say he did. He took that fight 10 days notice. Mm, Okay, so that that could be the factor. But that they always say. Be ready. If you, you ever know. To quote like, the great philosopher, sugar-free, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. Wise words. But it's kind of hard. You can't always be fight ready, but you can't be yeah, super bloated, overweight. But yeah, so that's, um. until we find out more of what's happening with uh, Jarrell Miller, we know as much as you guys know, unless you guys know something, let us know. But as of right now, uh-huh. He has, uh, there was, I think, a $30,000 bond. Oh, that's nothing. Well, I mean, is it? Is it? It sounds like it's nothing because I bet the car didn't owe that much. So, I mean, you know, it's all relative. If you put some money on his books, let us know. (laughs) Let us know. All right. Now, so this last, this past weekend, I was at the very first fight to kick off uh, in 2024 in Vegas uh Virgil Ortiz Jr. is back he fought Lawson I can't even really talk about the Virgil Ortiz fight because a I thought it was too damn early of a stoppage Tony Weeks that's all Tony Weeks he's getting all the shit put out and then he puts out on his own I guess it's his own Facebook that the guy that Lawson had some kind of brain aneurysm and wasn't passed then he takes down the post because uh, the the Calif- the commission, not California, excuse me, the, the Nevada commission said no that everyone's passed. So who is lying, Tony? If it's it's all right if you called the fight and you just thought he was getting beat up, it's fine. It was a really bad stoppage, but again, boxing lost. We did it does nothing for Virgil Ortiz for ring rust, his new weight class. Girl, I know you saw that. It was like I blinked and bad. the fight was over. I watched it. You know, I was at another event and I watched it on my phone. I was like, wait, what? Why are they stopping already? Tony Weeks is not 
I saw a really, really funny meme. And I think about this and I think about the, the Roly fight and the meme said, it's like two weeks with the two of them. And it says, look, I got somewhere to go. So whoever lands the first punch wins. And I feel like that's where it's at. Tony, if you're just tired of being an, um, an officiant, just say that it, yeah. it's okay to retire. I'm Kenny sure Bayless just retired. It, he's been around a long time. If, if you're tired of the bullshit, just yeah, wrap, wrap it up. Right. Why? Because yeah. you're making these fighters suffer from these crap decisions. You got to think about what are you doing to these young fighters' legacy, and that's terrible. That is bad. So, yes, he's back. Uh, Virgil looked great. Had a really great interview. Everyone was talking about and how it's back. And, you know, for me, I'm just, I love to talk about other stuff with him, about his music. He told me about school, what he learned in school, and he loves math. And um, it, it was really interesting. He he made it to, to a point to say, I'm not going to be a boxing trainer. I don't want to do that. I want to do that. other things. And I said, good for you. And that's, that's, that's where it is. Because if you don't save your money, boxers, especially boxers, you're going to be doing things that you don't want to do. So save and invest in yourself and your money. Uh, on yeah and the co-main event <laughs> good lord <laughs> so, so during during the build-up of the fight o'hara davies uh o'hara davies is a newly signed golden boy fighter from the uk he was making his debut in vegas i'm not sure in the u.s but i know in vegas and uh he got rocked by they say Theo or Grandpa um, Ismael Barroso. He, Uncle if you guys Robin. don't know, he was the one that put the beating on Roly and Roly Barroso. <laughs> he was so quiet. I wish I spoke to him. He spoke Spanish. He didn't do. I don't think he did any interviews. I'm not sure, but he was just so nice and just kind. It just smiled and just walked out. But that dude, man, he can punch because O'Hara Davis. I'm not sure exactly he made a mistake, but I remember turning around and looking at Michelle Phelps. And he, she was saying something. And then I looked and he's down in like 11 seconds or something like that. And then the 53rd second of the first round fight is over. Barroso pulls off the upset. Was it an upset? Wow. I didn't think so. Cause uh, Theo Barroso can rock. He can, he got, he's got scary, scary donkey balls power. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> scary. You know, I was listening to uh, our homies over there at the Boxing Voice, and I've been listening to, you know, they do a lot of stuff on betting and and all of that. And I listened to Ness mention that one of their their callers had been saying for like a month, like, I'm, I'm, Barroso's going to win this fight. Yep. And people are like, okay, Unk is not winning no fight. And that guy won 61000 yes. $62,000, something like that. I said, oh my God. Yeah, I need he, to talk to that guy. He bet, he bet $3,000 on five different betting slips mm -hmm. and in a, in accumulation, I think it was 61 or $63,000. I'm like, good for him. Shout he out to that up. guy. Yes. He knew. He knew. I, I would have bet, but I'm on, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> it's everyone I bet on, I lose. So I'm going to start it, betting. I'm going to start betting a little bit more, but wow. Great for Barroso. Great job to you for capturing that. If you haven't seen Cynthia's chat, post-fight chat with them, go to the best women's basketball show uh, period YouTube channel. Great job. We're listening to or watch the shorts. Like I think or TikTok. watch all the things. They're on all of it, yeah. all the things. But I say all that to say what a fantastic moment for him. No one was expecting that. And now by him doing that again, like your new year's wish, 
the apple cart is all the way upset and yes. that's pretty amazing i love it i love it i love it and just you know the sheer victory the sheer happiness on barroso's face and saying viva uh venezuela that's where he's from and just to you know when when i interviewed him during his post fight he just said he needed this victory after the the loss that he had against Rolly, especially at his age. He's 40 mm -hmm. years old. Uh, so it's, you know, you can't, sometimes you can't come back from a loss at that age because you don't have time anymore. And for him to even get this chance, now he's back in the mix of, he wants a Rolly rematch for the belt because Rolly has the, the belt. He's the interim champion now. Um, but then you also have Ryan Garcia, who's trying to fight Rolly, who was supposed to write, uh, de uh, fight Devin Haney. But that's another topic we'll be talking about right after this, because that's a whole mess. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, there's Tank Davis. There's so many fighters. And then Subriel Matias, who fought recently, was saying, yes. I am the real champion. And he Man. goes down the list, blah, blah, blah. Who's Ryan? Nah. And then this, like all the different names. So this division, this 140-pound division is so exciting. Golden Boy, I think you should do a full-on tournament because yeah. oh, Robin of 140-pounders ready to bang. At, we, I, we wouldn't even know who's going to win at this point. I, I just I, imagine if he did that and freaking Barroso cleans up the division. That would be the wildest thing ever on some Bernard Hopkins type of stuff. Like uh, the older man cleaning out the young buck. Yeah. And these are all very makeable fights because these are golden boy fighter. These are all fights that I feel like don't have to get held up by politics. And, you know, and, and go, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, since now Showtime is no longer, he has really put it out there to all the promoters and, and challenged them to work together. It's for the fighters and stop being so stingy and right. the, po the politics of it all, because these fights need to be made. These fighters, these fighters are not fighting. They're not fighting four or five times a year. They're fighting one, two times a year. And look at what happens. Mm -hmm. They lose or it ring rust is real. Inactivity is real. So, mm -hmm. uh, I shoot, this is, I mean, the, the last time I was this excited about the 140 pound division was when Danny Garcia put it on mm -hmm. Lucas Matisse and he put it on Amir Khan and Matisse was the boogeyman and Danny Garcia put it on them. That was the last time I was super excited about the 140. No disrespect to the uh, light welterweights, but it's, it's exciting time. 135 was cooking last year. Now 140 is cooking because everybody is growing into their man weight. All these younger men are growing up and, and, and packing it on. So it's some good time. There are some, there's so many good options. Uh -huh. There's tons of good options. So let's make the, let's, Back to Cynthia's original plan for the year. Let's make the best fights possible. Absolutely. So then after that, um, Roly, <laughs> Roly's just Roly. Roll. He had really good. Um, he told me, he told a bunch of us that he goes, I bet I, I said an hour ago, he's going to do that because I know Ismail's power. And Stephen from uh, our boy KO artist, he asked a really good question. He goes, what does that tell? What does that say about your chin? for you, Roly, to be able to take mm -hmm. Ismail's power. And he's like, he hits hard, but, you know, he won. So Roly thinks he's very different. Yeah, but oh, Roly, I hope you sent Tony Weeks a Christmas card this year, my boy. 
I hope you sent him a little little Starbucks card, a little, you know, the weather outside is frightful. Send him a little something because he helped maybe, you out. Maybe that painting I saw, Rolly, was at some kind of paint, drinking paint part. He actually, it was really pretty. I don't know what it looked like, the full thing, but it looked like black and white mountains and but it was pretty. Maybe, you know, maybe send Tony a nice painting. All right. Uh, so the beginning of the year, uh, we're talking about Roly, Ryan Garcia. Uh, you know, surprises, surprises. Happy New Year to us. Ryan Garcia was supposed to be fighting Devin Haney. That was a fight being preached about and talked to. Everyone was asking Oscar about that. But mm -hmm. the one fight I asked about was Roly versus Ryan Garcia. What happened to that fight? Was that fight ever tried to be made? Thank goodness I asked that because Ryan now switched the apple cart after his late night jog with Floyd Mayweather. And oh all of a sudden he wants to, you know, he wants to now fight Roly. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's still a big money fight. It's mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I, I, I want to say it's, it's safer, but I can't, I mean, Roly still can bang, but uh, I, but the best part about it, the buildup, because of the way they both are going to talk so much shit and be just everything the, just everything about the whole entire fight week and after fight week will just be glorious can we just give a shout out to to floyd with his a plus level trolling because ultimately this always comes back to about him and oscar i swear they are cain and abel if it's yeah. not Floyd fighting and Oscar talking about Floyd, it's now Floyd talking to his fighter. I'm really surprised Oscar didn't come on and say, stop talking to my fighters or, or something like that. But one jog, if I could have been some earphones on that run with them, what could Floyd have possibly said to Ryan to completely change gears? Because Roley is still, is still Floyd's fighter, right? That's, yeah, that's what I thought. So that would be interesting. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if Floyd is a real promoter, that's money on both sides. Here comes They're the money. Everyone is going to make money. You know, funny enough, when you said that about Golden uh, Oscar, so I don't know if you got to see my full Oscar because there were so many clips, but in my Oscar interview, that has dropped. It's on our podcast. So you can listen to it on Spotify, everything that you want to hear or on YouTube or just listen to it. Um, I did ask him about the the run. I go, you know, why weren't you out there with him? like my, my legs don't work but he said I go are you do you, are you afraid that maybe Ryan or Floyd might poach Ryan and take him he's like no but he's like it's boxing so interesting I don't know how many fights Ryan has left under Golden Boy and we see the telenovela that always happens with them and being promoted and being their fighter and whatnot but at the end of the day they're all making money so it will be interesting but he did give Ryan his uh, his credit and said all fighters should be able to not run but like if you're able to be a sponge and learn from the best do it so he loved that that Ryan's getting advice or whatever it is and you know what if that's the fight apparently Ryan didn't notify the team which Oscar said it could be Lupe and his team to tell him about Rolly but Oscar sure didn't know it was him he was instructed specifically for Haney so Haney, uh, right at the end that, that we, I guess something happened with Haney and uh, Bernard Hopkins, which is a whole other topic. I don't know about it because I didn't see because I was interviewing Roley, but mm -hmm. Oscar said, I'm meeting with Bill Haney after this to see how we can try to salvage the fight. You know, 
this, what's very fascinating about this, you know, the Haney's are on top right now. They're doing really well. Uh, mm -hmm. Devin Haney's looking great. Uh, they got a strong unit over there. Oh, wait, congratulations, Devin Haney being signed by WME, big agency. Oh, wow. Oh, very yeah. For him. Very Morris Endeavor. Wow. That's a really big signing because their reach is tremendous. And uh, wow, good for him. But here is it that the, the thing that maybe this is by Floyd being not directly in the mix, had the, the foresight to see this. So now you have Ryan who doesn't have a belt. So that puts him in a vulnerable negotiating position when it comes to Devin Haney. So they'll say, well, you don't have nothing to offer. Yeah, you got a big following. You don't have no belt. What's in this for us? So maybe Ryan increases his ability to bargain or his bargaining chips. He fights Roley, gets Roley's belt if he wins. And then now it changes, uh, it, put a, it puts a different perspective on percentages. And those percentages matter when you're talking about money like that. Because when Ryan and Tank fought, they made big bank. I don't know if it's the same level of big bank uh, a Ryan, Devin Haney fought. Devin is growing. Well, now he's got this new signing. So that just makes it all the more greater and all the mm -hmm. more interesting and all the more money. Ooh, we. I mean, ba based off social media, and I can't say if it's true because I it was on social media that they were the there were some issues of Devin being the B side and Ryan mm. was the A side because mm. you know oh yeah because Ryan even tweeted out thirty thirty thousand thirty thousand pay per view buys. I'm like, bitch, I think, I don't remember. But he was just saying Haney doesn't sell. And Ryan is obviously the one that brings in the crowd. But Haney is the one with the belts. So Theofimo made a very good point during our scrum that, uh, you know, was this the right move for Ryan? And Theofimo just said it, what, we're, what you're talking about. It is really good. It's a really good business move because if he's able to get Rolly's belt, then the negotiations at the table change because now I'm offering a piece of hardware that you want besides giving me a loss on my record and beating Ryan Garcia and whatnot and bragging rights. So that was, um, that's, that's a really good topic. But, but you see, I love how these little 140 pounders are just talking all their smack, but you guys have to fight. <laughs> you do have to fight each other. And where is Tank in all this? Because there's no talk of Tank moving up to uh, 140. Uh, uh, Abdul Wahid. Oh, excuse me. There's no talk of Abdul Wahi. Is he still going to be tank like a nickname? There's no talk of well, Wahi. De Devin Haney didn't. Devin Haney didn't change his name. I don't know what his his name is, but mm -hmm. I don't. I just see people like Steve Kim in the snack things. He'll put Gervonta Tank Davis parentheses or Abdul Wahid parentheses Gervonta Tank Davis. So yeah, I just we'll just say the full name because if people will be like, who's Abdul, a nude boxer? Yeah, we are not. Yeah, we're not trying to disrespect anybody. So, yeah, I totally agree. Javante Tank Davis, Abdul Wahid. There's no talk of him moving up to 140. Maybe he moves up to 140 for the right fight is the right fight. Devin Haney. Maybe it's percolating and it's marinating. What's what's for him at 135 right now? Shakur. Ah, Yes. Shakur. Yes. I mean, I I would love to see Tank versus Shakur. A lot of people would. I mean, but you know, boxing never gets gets nice things. We never <laughs> get nice things. Never. It's not fair. Yeah. Okay, so this is uh so on the heels of Theofimo Lopez, um, he's gonna be fighting here in Vegas in February. Uh Hamin Hamain 
Amin Ortiz. They fought like 10 years ago. And I mean, they were young. And so now they're going to be fighting right before the Super Bowl here at Mandalay Bay on Thursday, Thursday night fights. Mm -hmm. So I just saw from Boxing Social, Theofimo Lopez on coming out of retirement. I was I wasn't gonna retire. It was a publicity a publicity stunt. You got to know how to work the media. Just like I when I said, "Do I still got it after the Sander Martin fight?" And then I used it after beating Josh Taylor. I believe half of that. I believe half of it too. Because the the whole world when you say, "Do I still got it?" was not planned. That was emotional. And it's all right to be emotional in that it's moment crazy. when you, it's all right. We, the vulnerability, you're, you're a goddamn boxer. I'm sorry. Exactly. Gosh darn boxer. And, but for you to say that, yes, you could say all the other stuff about coming out of retirement. Fine. We knew you were, we've seen so many people come out of retirement. It's, Fury's retired. I don't know how many times. A gajillion. And it, it's, you become a joke when you keep doing that, but don't say that if I still got it, it was just a joke. No, you, right. it's, it's all right. We it's still, okay. It's all right. We we still appreciate you as a fighter. We still love to watch you as a fight. We still love to see you fight and you know collect belts and do upsets. But yeah, so I wanted to hear your thought because I just read that on social media. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I only believe half of that because during that time, if I remember correctly, uh, he had a lot of personal issues going on outside of the ring. Yeah. When, you know, I won't detail yeah. it. Want to go down the rabbit hole? He had a lot going on outside of the ring, so he had a lot of distractions and a lot of things going on. So you mean to tell me, fresh off the fight, uh, your first natural utter, your emotional response, like you mentioned, is "Do I still got it?" I thought it was real, and he didn't want that caught on camera. On uh, yeah, caught, you know, Mike got it, and they caught it, and it is what it is, and. You know, he didn't, he's got a lot of ego, as we know, and his ego couldn't take all that. It's okay, guys, to be vulnerable. You know, everybody's vulnerability expresses itself in different ways, and that happened to be his. So, Teofimo, I'm looking forward to your fight. Cynthia and I will be together. We will be there uh, holding it down. But Teofimo, another one, another 140. There is so much good happening in and around the 140 division. Mm -hmm. What fight do you what do you what fight do you like better? Let's say you've got Devin, you've got Tio, you've got uh Ryan, you got Rolly. What would you rather? Would you rather Devin Tio, Ryan Devin, or Ryan Tio? Which stylistically fight? Not even that it makes sense, but which one would you most like to watch? All if if all things money and all that was equal, night not considering any politics. Hmm. Brian's a, he will bring eyes and he just makes everything so much better, but stylistically, I mean, he's getting better. Mm -hmm. uh, Theo, like Devin is just, we know how he is. He's a boxer. Um, I'm like looking at this. Roly is Roly. <laughs> Roly is Roly. Personally, I would like to see Ryan and Roly. I would like to see them rumble it out. And because uh, Devin I'm not, I don't want to say he stinks up the place because he's a really good boxer. So if you guys find boxing boring, it's because they're, they're just technically sound. Mm -hmm. uh, Theo Fimo, he's a wild one. Mm -hmm. but I don't, I would want to, if I were to see Theo, it would be against Roly because them two are just wild. So that would be fun to watch to see each other, try to knock each other out. But Ryan, it's, um, he relies a lot on his right hand. 
And so we'll see. But I, I at the end of the day, I want Ryan and Roly. And then I would really like Subriel Matias because mm-hmm. he's, um, he, he's, he's a lot of, he's very dangerous. He doesn't, there's no money. I, I say that respectfully because he doesn't really have a huge following in the sense here. He's from uh, Puerto Rico, but if he built his name up and, um, you know, got a huge following because he's, he's one of those guys that could really, really screw it up for everyone. But hey, that's what it is. All right. So until then, um, hopefully we'll get an announcement. I keep saying, Rolly, when are you going to announce the fight? I just keep asking him, but we'll see. He's like, we'll see. We'll see. He knows. Sure. Oh, no, actually, um, real quick, real, before we get to our final one, Mayweather versus Pacquiao exhibition. Pacquiao said that so like softly and sweetly. He didn't even, he's like, wait, what did he say? Yeah. yeah, he's like, I have an exhibition. I can say that because I'm, I can, I speak the Galog. So I have an exhibition and I will be fighting here in uh, Japan. And then he looked to see, and he's like, the guy is like, oh, I don't know if I can say, he's like, Floyd Mayweather. Um, so first of all, Floyd yeah. Mayweather Jr. is supposed to be fighting, I don't even know if it's still going, the a rematch exhibition against that gaudy kid that that huge it was an actual fight after the fact right so that it's supposed to be here during uh the super bowl i don't know if that's happening then he's going to be going to japan but do we really want to see floyd and that's just, that's just for our friends over there in in southeast asia like i know you guys will be hype about it and i'm gonna watch it i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna watch it if they- i mean if you guys hire me i'll still do it i love you pacquiao mabuhai Mabuhai. And I love you, Floyd, too. Yes. I mean, but come on, you guys. Man, I was practicing my Tagalog the other night. I forgot what I'm supposed to say. Really? Yeah. My, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, <laughs> I'm practicing my Tagalog. I mean, if they do it, I'm going to watch it. If y'all want to fly us out, we'll cover it. We're happy to come out there and talk about it and, and, and wake it up. But do I necessarily need to see it? No. No, not really. No. But no, we know I mean, if he fights Manny, it won't be all that Harry Carey like when he fought the Gaddy kid. Yeah. That was a mess. Yeah. But the great thing about that, the fight will be early. So it'll be like, uh, oh, no, it won't be early. It will be early in the night or morning. Mahalgita. That's Mahal- what I Mahalgita is, uh, I, I love you. My my son says that to me every night oh. when I put him to bed. He's like, Mahalgita. Okay. And then the last topic. I know. I'm sorry, guys. This was there's a lot of topics in. They it love it. Yeah, they I know because you guys are saying the same thing. Um, Errol Spence had some cataract, his eye surgery, yesterday, and then he's been tweeting. He's been very active on social media, and Terrence Crawford is on holiday. <laughs> so um, I don't think that fight's going to happen anytime soon. At but all. good for Errol because you know, as you guys know, his eye was pretty busted and so you need your eyes i would put a fight off to keep my eyeballs uh so i don't i don't know what are your thoughts and yeah, he was Terrence doing Crawford. a lot of post- he was doing a lot of posting and deleting from what i could see you know i had to i are you screenshotting got, her <laughs> no i got on the train late because so i just saw the two that were left up where he said he was long overdue for an ass whooping and he hadn't been living a fighter life well we know that Spence likes to kick it. So we knew that already. And then um, apparently he was saying that in one of the posts and deletes, and we could find them, and I'm sure you guys can find them for us. He was saying something to the effect of, 
That's why I kept getting a hit with the hooks because my eye was jacked up and I couldn't see and a lot of excuses, no excuses, excuses, no excuses, but I am happy for him. I still enjoy Errol Spence. He says he's not retiring despite what people are saying and he wants to come back at 154, but who is he coming back at 154? Is he going to maybe take some step aside money? That seems unlikely for someone of Spence's caliber. Boots Ennis still needs a fight. He was Spence's mandatory. So does that now make him Crawford's mandatory? There's a lot of variables that are being held up around this Spence Crawford situation. Mm-hmm. And when is PBC going to announce the tea? Like, yeah. When are they, when's their first fight? What's going on with that? Uncle Al, where are Let you us guys? know. I tried to get us a little bit of tea this morning. I texted a couple of people like, hey, we're filming today. Um, <laughs> anything you want to tell me that we could talk about? Let's just say my text messages are still cricket, on, cricket, cricket. on red. <laughs> Left me on risen. So uh, nothing, unfortunately. Well, hopefully. Oh, one topic I forgot to talk about. Mm. we've talked about what well, we briefly talked about because it's it's blowing up twitter ohara davies complained about the oxygen in the casinos in las vegas so that's why he alleged that's allegedly that is the reason why he didn't perform well because he was in his room the fight i guess he stayed at um uh virgin or art i don't know wherever the fighters stay <laughs> but he said that did you know that they pump oxygen and you know what people said? It's not true. It's true because I do not stay up till seven, eight in the morning gambling right. all hours of the night when I'm drinking. All right. right. So there's something in the air. But uh, yeah, he said that, that him and his fighters were up looking at Instagram. First of all, get off your phone, put oh, an man. eye mask on like I do and just go to bed. Just do breathing techniques, meditate. Mm-hmm. Don't blame it on the oxygen. Yeah. Next time get an Airbnb, but don't blame it. That's how you perform. Stop I lost because there was man. What is it that is up there with the Mount Rushmore of worst boxing excuses that we've heard for losing a fight? I want everybody to give us, you know, we've heard, you know, no disrespect, but we're just we're just reporters. Yeah, costumes too heavy, no oxygen in the casino. Um, homeboy who walked out of the ring that fight a FA Jabba. Oh yeah, because something about his, he didn't get paid, which I would do the same if I wasn't getting paid. I'd walk in, walk out. I'd be like, look at my fight fit, peace out. But you put on your, give us your Mount Rushmore, the listeners of worst boxing excuses for a loss. Cause we want to hear, you know, but there's always the epic Mike Tyson. My back was broke spinal. That's always a good one too. So let us know what your best, your Mount Rushmore is, but that was pretty, that's pretty lame. There was no oxygen or there was too much. What'd he say? There's too much oxygen or yeah, not? Yeah. yeah, he had too much oxygen pumping. And so that's why it kept him up. And oh. so, oh, and then it was loud. And I mean, I don't hear the casino when I'm in my room. I don't this. either. This was the night before the actual fight. Yeah, the guy, he said, my friend was like, you should be asleep. Why are you up? He's like, why are you up? I, hey, that's what that's what he said in his video. So why would you even go and post a video? He posted first. He said, the better man won. I made a mistake. Leave it at that. We mm-hmm. respect you because you're a fighter. You got in the ring. Now you just lost all your credibility and respectability when you said that kind of crap. Just, just sounded like a cornball. A right? cornball. 
I and I tell you it to your face. That's some cornball shit. I get it. It's ego. It's it's ego. Like when Wilder lost, it's like all these excuses. It's just just take it. You, you guys lost. That's all. We you understand. Lost. And it, it get it. You know, find that. Find that. Find whatever you need back. But don't come up with these crazy excuses. Like that is the worst. I have That's that. Terrible. That really takes the cake. I'm like, and the Oscar Horn goes to <laughs> O'Hara Davies for too much oxygen. Yay! We should really do that for this year. I know a lot of people did boxing awards. We should do one, but that, you know, something a little off. Like, That's a great topic. Yeah. Don't do that. That's sad. Yeah, All sad. right. Well, we have ran up our time. We were doing probably 35, 45, but that it, all these topics were really good hot button topics because they're still going to be talking about it. I promise you everything is still going. Uh, and lastly, Canelo is Canelo. Canelo is out there getting his ski on. Canelo, where are you? Viva cabrones. Still want our repost. You promised us. I know, and you, you haven't hit our collab button. We so we see you. We see you. <laughs> we go. We gonna repost it again and be like, "Look, Viva Mexico, cabrones!" Hit that yeah. collab button. I need to know who he's fighting. Let's go. Uh, yeah, like PBC. Let us know what's going on. We need to know what's going on with Crawford Spence. We need to know what's going on with Canelo. Like, give us something. Give will us Mel, something. Will Mall be in the mix? What's up with Jermal Charlo? What's up with um, Jermel Charlo? Jermel Charlo. Um, who who else? Uh, they got over there. You know, it's fun. I saw something that said Fundora should move up and maybe get in the mix with this one fifty four action. What's up with Keith Thurman? Oh, Keith no, Thurman was Sebastian, supposed to say something. Sebastian is Fundora. Virgil Ortiz would like to fight him. Oh, there we go. Look, yeah. make it happen. You guys have been working together and playing nice in the sandbox. Yeah. You know, give us give us something. We want to see some fights and let us know more importantly what's going on with this Amazon deal. You know, why is it worth my while? Well, it's always going to be worth my while to continue paying for Prime. But <laughs> let us know what's going on because inquiring minds want to know. You see, I tried to cancel my Showtime and because I have Showtime and Paramount together because mm -hmm. it was cheaper. And when I tried to cancel, it says oh no, you're leaving. We'll give you two months for I'm like, okay. So I put in my calendar, like must cancel showtime. <laughs> so I do not get charged. All right. Well, Giandra, this was a great run it back, especially for the beginning of 2024. Best boxing show period is back. Um, all of our interviews and you guys check out our podcast. If you guys cannot physically watch us, Listen to us in your car, you put your earbuds on. We're going to give you some eargasms and you get to hear all the juicy stuff that we always get to talk about. But um, another one in the can for us, Giandra. Thanks for joining me. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at fights. Bye, guys.